You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Jenny Williamson. And I'm Jen McMenemy. And we have survived season eight and 2022. This is the end of season wrap up edition, as Jen just so enthusiastically declared. <laughs> it's the episode where we sit around, drink copiously, and talk about what the fuck just happened. Jen, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I don't know. <laughs> It's a mystery. It's a mystery. That's what I've learned. It's all a mystery. The end. And this was short. What just happened was we really got to enjoy a season this year where we, you know, we considered this a very much a capsule season. So it was a season that when we plotted it out, we knew we were going to be starting something new in January because we've got a book out in February. Have we mentioned we have a book out in February? We have a book out in February. It's called Women of Myth, available for pre-order anywhere books are sold. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, because we knew that was coming up and we've got this interview um, series and some other exciting things planned for Women of Myth, we had a season that was going to come in between. So Jenny and I sat down and we're like, we can only make this season. I can't remember how many episodes it's been. It's like six, 14 episodes or something total. I forget. Seven billion, something like that. Um. Only seven billion. <laughs> only. We were operating under very strict um. <laughs> parameters this season. <laughs> but yes, it was a capsule season of at a max, I think, 14 episodes. And we had to be really focused in what we were going to cover. Everything could only be one episode. And that meant that, like, no matter how excited I was about Carfi and the Bronze Age decline, I could only talk about Carfi. I couldn't really go into all the other things I would have done and blow up a whole season around one thing I found. And it was a challenge. It was a challenge because it really required us to be disciplined. I think for the past four years, we just kind of fell down rabbit holes and just followed them wherever they led us. And if something we planned to be like one or two episodes turned into 15 episodes, that was fine. And we just kind of did that. And I think that on the one hand, that was really good because it really took us places, you know, like we just got to follow these roads that we wanted to follow and explore every nook and cranny of what we were interested in. But in a way, it also kept us stuck in one place. And I think Jen and I were both starting to feel that by the end of last season. I told Jen, I was like, I really need to do something fresh and new. Like, I know we were talking about doing something else in Greece and Rome, and I just have to get out for a little bit. I'm not saying we can't come back. I just I just have to do something different. And Jen was feeling the same way, right? I was feeling the same way. We had one of our most mythology-heavy seasons 
And I had to cut a whole lot of mythology I wanted to include because I was too tired by the end of this season to write any more episodes about Greek mythology, which, as you all know, is my jam. And our next season, season eight, was supposed to not be about ancient mysteries. It was supposed to be about mystery cults in Greece and Rome and probably a few in Egypt, you know, sort of the ancient Mediterranean. And I literally turned to Jenny and I was almost in tears. And I was like, I want to talk about the Alcine mysteries. I want to get guests on to talk about this stuff. But I don't think I can handle doing the research for this right now. Exactly. And so I really just love this season because it got us, you know, into new places. Like there are a couple here that still do cover Greece and Rome. So it really felt like, you know, returning to kind of familiar territory, but in a new way. But we got to go to so many other cool places. We got to go to Central and South America. We got to go to Mohenjo-Daro. We got to go up to the Orkneys with Scara Bray. We just got to, we got to explore Egypt a little bit. We got to go to the Alps and and Germania to to meet Frau Holly. Yes, I mean we got to do so many cool things, and and I'm really excited to continue more of that. <laughs> Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. I'm Helena Bonham Carter, and for BBC Radio 4, this is History's Secret Heroes, a new series of rarely heard tales from World War II. They had no idea that she was Britain's top female codebreaker. We'll hear of daring risk-takers. What she was offering to do was to ski in over the high Carpathian mountains. Of course it was dangerous, but uh, danger was his friend. Subscribe to History's Secret Heroes wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know, Jen, before we talk about what we have planned for the next season coming up and what we're going to do, what was your favorite ancient mystery? Oh, we went to we went to Japan. I think that was like the first episode I wrote and I totally forget about Alkigahara sometimes. You know, I think that that's a really difficult question because all of the mysteries for me that I covered this season, I came at them from different places. We were talking about this in the Nazca lines, um, I think offline, Jenny, about how I was originally supposed to do that episode, but Jenny took it on for me because I've had just too much on my plate this season. 
And when she was looking at it, she really was interested in different areas than I would have covered. I always come at things because of my weird obsession with volcanoes, as you can see from the episodes I've covered from (laughs) was there a volcano involved? And Jenny comes at it from, were there bones where they shouldn't be? And so it was really interesting to see how Jenny covered that episode and how differently she covered it to how I would have covered it. I included a lot of volcano stuff. That's where I was going to go. I was also going to say the really interesting thing that I found was, since we've been working together so long, Jenny knew the first thing I was going to ask her is, could a volcano have done that? And so when she brought this episode to me to read over, I was like, oh my God, she's got the volcanoes in there. And the same thing happened with Frau Holly. Like, there were times when I was doing the research for that where I was like, oh, okay, okay. And then I literally texted Jenny at 3 a.m. And I was like, caverns stuffed with bones. (laughs) (laughs) She knows what I want. She knows what I need. I mean, spindles shoved in wombs. This is what I need. I need lots of dead bodies and household implements shoved up your vag. Those are my things that I enjoy in a history episode. Apparently. <laughs> and I think that you asked me what my favorite episode is. I'm going to, I'm going to, I guess, possibly the one that I'm, I'm most proud of is the Aokikahara episode, because I really wanted to come at the Japanese suicide forest, not necessarily from the modern lens and the modern sort of mythology that's all been built up around it since the publication of the Tower of Waves and the sort of more recent stuff that's happened because of YouTube and dark tourism. I wanted to look at the ancient roots of it. And so I did a lot of research that I hadn't seen done in English language before of connecting, you know, volcanoes and earthquakes and different sort of famines and plagues to this dark history of this forest and also the light history of Mount Fuji. And that was really interesting work that I have never done before. And hopefully it turned into a good episode, but I really enjoyed getting outside of my comfort zone and learning a lot about a different culture and um, such a fascinating place. Yeah. So Jenny, what was your favorite episode this season? That's so hard to say. I really feel like, and I have this problem with women of myth too, when people ask me what my favorite entry is, I'm like, all of them. I kind of feel like I love them all for different reasons because they all took me in a place I wasn't expecting. I did the Sphinx episode. Oh, gosh, I did Mohenjo-Daro. I did the Nazca lines. I did... You did the episode where we pronounced the name of the site wrong the entire time. Gobekli Tepe. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's Gobekli Tepe. Yeah. So I did Gobekli Tepe. I did Where Was the Land of Punt. Oh, I did Skeleton Lake, too. (laughs) And all of those... Like, I, I feel like I entered into all of those episodes thinking I knew what the mystery was, but actually it was something totally different. And that was so exciting for me. Like every time I started on one of those episodes, I felt like I was just uncovering a treasure trove of stuff I didn't know and connections that I had not made before. And I ended this season knowing so much more about different ancient cultures than I did. And that is so fun. Like that's exactly what I wanted to do with this podcast. And that's exactly why I love ancient history. One of the places that I really enjoyed, because I did Scarabray, I did Carfi, Teotihuacan, Frau Holly episode. And was that it? And Aokigahara, yeah. Aokigahara. But what I was going to say is I think one of the things that I really enjoyed was going back to Scarabray and doing the research into that site and into what was going on there because I had visited it. And when I had visited it, I was really excited about like the stone circles and the big communal gathering spaces. I wasn't as interested in the, the apartments and the homes and the way people live their lives. 
And the mystery to me, I always, I always had, you know, fell for the big romantic, like <gasps> a big storm came and they were all like had to run away, which of course, that's not what happened. It's kind of debunked. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun theory, but yeah. Exactly. It's that great theory, right? And it, you know, it's that theory that comes from the idea that, you know, it's called the Scottish Pompeii, right? So it's that theory of a big natural disaster happened and people had to just flee and leave everything as it was, which has been debunked now. But going back there and revisiting Scarbray through the research and also just through my memories, just, you know, rewalking those paths and remembering what the sea felt like and the air and, and everything about it was just such a, a nice gift. It makes me want to go back to Orkney. I always want to go back to Orkney. But it also makes me hope that we're able to return to Neolithic Orkney. And some people have asked me to do some stuff on Ireland. I think, is it Newgrange? Yeah, talked about Newgrange and, and other sites in Ireland, which is also a really fascinating area to, to cover. So that this has just led my brain to be really excited because I didn't even really cover any of the ancient Neolithic standing stones. So we'll get there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hello everyone, it's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Brenna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore all of the weird little questions and conspiracies of the universe in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything. Everything has an explanation. We hope. But that is what we're here to figure out. We will dive into the science behind many popular conspiracy theories, such as vaccines causing autism, flat earth theory, and was the moon landing fake? And if so, why the heck would anyone even do that? But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MK Ultra? Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts. So should we talk about what's up next? We should. So as, we, as we've been teasing, we have something exciting planned launching sometime in January. You want to tell them about it, Jenny? Well, it's actually launching probably right after this episode drops. And it's our Women of Myth podcast series, which is a companion series to our book, Women of Myth. So obviously, for those of you who don't know, which probably is not many of you because we talk about it all the time, we wrote a book, Women of Myth, which is a look at women in world mythology. And we decided, like I just said, to launch an accompanying podcast season just to cover stuff, you know, that we didn't cover in the book because we didn't have room to cover all we wanted to. There's definitely stuff that we wanted to include that we left out, and we wanted to get people who were more knowledgeable in these areas than us to tell us more in depth about their culture and their mythology. So we have an accompanying podcast season coming up with some amazing experts on to talk about different aspects of world mythology, authors, historians, other podcasters. It's a real range. This series is meant to add depth and context to the book. Yeah. 
And it's been one of those things that has been so much fun to work on. We've met some really amazing people. I'm still hoping to get a few more people who may want to do something, but we'll see what happens there. But for the most part, the season is done. So in terms of the book, we're so excited. We've got so many fun plans for the launch of it. We've got some great collaborators. The artwork is absolutely stunning. We'll hopefully be able to share a little bit of it with you. The art is by the great and amazing Sarah Richard, who is part of the Women of Myth podcast series. We're excited that she's going to be able to come on and talk about illustrating these women and bringing them to life. Liv Albert did an intro, and she's also going to be part of the series. Yeah, and she's going to be talking about something maybe that you wouldn't expect from Liv. It's a little bit of a surprise. It's a little bit of left field. But if you know Liv, you'll know that this is actually totally in her wheelhouse as well. And it's not left field at all. And we're really excited about it. Uh, You know, the thing about Women of Myth is when we were doing research into the book, we were able to include little snippets of history. Um, Each entry is not very long, so we weren't able to do like a deep dive. But because we come at these stories from both a mythographer and historian lens, what we were really interested in is how do these women fit into the overall context of the history of their societies and cultures? So we really were able to build some of that into the book. And what we wanted to do with the podcast series was bring on guests who could also tell us about that and build that richness in so that we could do bigger, deeper dives into history and mythology of a lot of places we haven't even been able to travel yet in the podcast. So it'll be new and exciting locations for a lot of you guys to listen to. Absolutely. In terms of the book, there's so much to be excited about. We've got an audiobook and an ebook version. Simon & Schuster is also making an accompanying oracle deck where all the women are illustrated by Sarah Richard. It's going to be incredible. And you can pre-order Women of Myth anywhere books are sold. We actually have a link tree on our website and most of our social that you can try. Pre-ordering is really important for us and for the future of the book and us being able to bring you more projects like this. I know a lot of people don't know how publishing works, but a lot of things are judged based on your opening week and month sales. And the more pre-orders you get, the more attention the book gets, and the more uh, the more likely we are to be able to do other projects. And there are so many women in mythology and history we haven't covered. So please pre-order. Uh, and if you're going to order the book, try and order it in the first week or two or pre-order it now. So Women of Myth, the podcast series, is going to start... I mean, basically next week, right? Like, we're just going to drop it next week. We're not really taking a break between this season and the next. We're going to just dive right in, probably with a re-release of that episode with Liv talking about the book, just so that, um, you know, you get a reintroduction to it if you didn't get to hear that. And then um, we're going to go straight into these amazing interviews we have with these really incredible guests. We may include some re-releases and an episode from our Patreon scattered amongst these interviews because... We've actually covered some of these women before in different contexts. So, um, and some of these are not like our most listened to episodes. So you may not have heard them. So we're going to re-release some, some things, but we're not going to do a lot of re-releases. It's mostly new content and new interviews, and we're really excited about it. And we're really excited about all our guests. And um, we think it's going to be fantastic. What we'd really like to do in some capacity is if there are historians, mythographers, and people who are writing about women in world mythology, particularly from underrepresented areas or non-Western places. Uh, We have a forum on our website. Get in touch with us. We'd love to talk to you. We're talking about maybe having a rolling spot in the podcast series throughout the year, and we want to feature you in the work you're doing. Yeah, and I think it's also important to mention that we are not just focused on cisgender women, either in the book or in the podcast series. So if you want to tell us about trans 
women or gender non-conforming, femme-presenting people in mythology that you cover, we are super interested in that. Absolutely. So yeah, please do get in touch with us. There's a forum on our website. For whatever reason you can't find it, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If Twitter's still alive, I don't know. We're, this is going to be January. Ancient Hist fan on Twitter, Ancient History Fangirl on Facebook and Instagram. We're super easy to find. <laughs> we're really excited about 2023. We don't exactly know what's going to happen in season 10 yet. We will be back, I suppose, when Women of Myth ends, Jenny, with maybe an idea of what we're going to do next. We're taking a little bit of time to think. We don't know yet. I'm not committing at this point. (laughs) No, this is like when we ended season seven, we knew exactly what season eight and season nine were going to be. This is the first time in a long time that we don't know what our next two seasons or even next season's going to be. To be fair, we're probably going to take a break after Women of Myth. So we have some time to think about it. We're really looking forward to coming into 2023 with a lot of new enthusiasm and stories. And we're so grateful that you guys are here listening to us and supporting us. So that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope your 2022 was great. Uh, We will see you next week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.